Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. High school baseball is over, but that doesn't stop us from talking high school baseball because there is a new summer league. It's time for the Summer Baseball League of Wisconsin show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Let's turn it over to the fans, high school insider, big time Mike McGivern. Welcome to the Summer Baseball League of Wisconsin show brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside David Casey and Jim Clark. These are the inventors of the Summer Baseball League of Wisconsin. It's playoff time. And, uh, man, their phones are blowing up. They're looking at each other, shaking their head. All first year, starting a new league kind of stuff. Boys, how you doing, David? What's going on? Nothing, man. It's a busy time of the year for me right now. So there's things going on all over the place. Thank God for baseball, right? For the love of the game. Oh, yeah. For the love of the game, Jim Clark. Look, man, I, I don't know you all that well, but I know when I think you're busy and, and you checking your phones and shaking your head and smirking a little bit. Uh, playoff time. This is a busy time of year for you. This is what we did it for, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. It definitely is. Hold on, Jim. There we go. Hey, this is why you did it, right? Yep, this is why we did it. We did it for this time of the year, the fun time. Well, it should be fun for the kids. It's not fun for you guys. I'm just telling you. Look, I've been around startup leagues and companies and stuff like that. And you you just strive to get through the first year to have a template for year two. And so let me ask you this. It's playoff time now in the, the summer baseball league. And uh, so playoff time is when everybody wants to get to and, and get going. Um are there some changes you're going to make in the playoff rules for next year that you didn't have in place this year? Um, the biggest thing that we will be changing and we have to change is a game minimum. We have to make it so that these teams understand that if they don't play baseball, they're not going to get into the final, the end of the year tournament. Yeah, I, here's the and we had this conversation here before we came in and and we're hanging out waiting on David and and the, the thing that surprises me is you get in one of these leagues because you want to play and you want to play as much baseball as you can and if you can get in double headers, man, I, I remember being 16, 17 years old. Let's let's go play two. You know, kids, let's let's kids, get as many games as we can in just to have fun. Kids love playing doubleheaders. I loved playing them when I was a kid. Kids like playing as much baseball as they can get in. If I'm gonna get to the park, let's just go ahead and play two. Yeah. Right? And and so I'm I'm wondering and, and David, I'm gonna ask you this. With with the world that we live in now that everything is so structured, I, I'm quite a bit older than both of you guys. I used to get on the phone about 8.30 in the morning on a Tuesday and say, hey, we're going to meet at Riverside Park, and, man, if we could get – we would either play Indian, which means I only got four, three other guys. It was two-on-two softball. Or if we could get 9, 10, 11 guys, we'd go play hardball. And we, we would do that. So I, I think if I was a kid on one of these teams and my coach wasn't 
you know, doing the job that I thought he should do, then let me take over. Let me call my boys and we'll, we'll meet somebody. Let me, who are we supposed to play? Who can we play? And see if I can't get a game uh, for tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think growing up, I did the same thing where I was playing just with the boys. But at the end of the day, this is a league, structured league that, you know, coaches need to be um, on top of it. The league on our end, we need to be on top of it. Umpires need to be on top. Everyone needs to be doing their jobs. And I think um, just kind of looking back, everyone will say, hey, I can do a little bit better going forward. And if everyone does a little bit better going forward, then the thing's going to be great. Now, look, we've had coaches on, and we're going to have a couple of coaches on uh, a little bit uh, later. In fact, David D'Amico from uh, uh, West Bend West, Brian Johnson from uh, Greendale are going to join us. Yeah. And and we've had coaches. The guy Marquette was my favorite, by the way. I mean, because he got it. He said, look, we're signing kids to one-day contracts. We took a kid who hadn't played baseball since seventh grade and said, look, we'll sign you to a one-day contract. And he came and had a great game, and the kids had a ball with this thing. And at the whole time, the whole idea of this is let's develop these kids to be better baseball players for our program, but have some fun at the same time. Yeah, and Mike Feely, the guy you're talking about, um, you know, they're the number one overall seed in our league. They won their first playoff game, and now they're in the final four at Capco on on Tuesday. So, uh, I think it goes to show you, you know, if it's going to help to have your, you know, and and I think Sal Bando deserves a lot of credit too for being on top of kind of the whole program, yeah, and putting Mike and, in and place. Feely talked about that. Yeah, he said, look, that you know, because he wanted this to happen and happen correctly, it's happening correctly, and he doesn't have to be. He doesn't have to be a micromanager and all this. Because when you get done, you're, you're the head coach, you get done with your regular league, sometimes you just want to step back. And I understand that. But I think Brian Johnson, same thing, right? He's mm-hmm. got all his kids playing, but he's not he's not micromanaging this whole thing. No, guys are taking different approaches to it, right? So some some coaches like uh, Chad Montez we talked to a couple weeks ago, he's all in, right? He's, he's not only coaching his varsity team, he's coaching his JV team, too. He's yeah. at every game. Yeah, and the next call we should have made was to Mrs. Montez, but <laughs> you know what? We uh, we decided to, to, to give Chad a break on, yeah. on that one. But uh, look, here's what I like about this league, and, and I've had a lot of time to talk to you guys about it and sit back and think about it. I think, it's, I think you guys are doing a really good job year one, and I like the fact that that, look, if you want to be fully invested like Chad is in this thing, great, do that. But if you don't, you still want to be able to, you know, take a look at what your boys are doing, make sure that you have your, you know, your finger on the pulse of what's going on, but then put a guy like Feely in charge who certainly gets it and understands what Bando's looking for to develop kids to make sure that they're ready to play next year. And, and still have fun. So I like that part of it, that there is structure. But within the structure, you have a lot of independence to do things the way you want to do it. WIA, there's one way to do it. Mm-hmm. You, you, you have no, you know, this is it. You If you stray be, beyond these two lines, they, you know, they, we're not going to be happy. You guys, it's like, okay, here's about eight different ways to skin the cat and you guys, as coaches and as a program, decide which way to do it. How many, Jim? How many games has uh, I think Waukesha West has played a ton, right? Twenty six, twenty seven. Twenty it was Waukesha South. Twenty six, twenty seven. Yeah. But Waukesha West, they're also up there in the twenties. I'm pretty sure too. And then there are other teams that you know are playing six, seven, eight, nine games. I don't think those guys, and I don't know who they are. 
but I don't think they have anything to complain about because, and, and we talked about this minimum. You said in the beginning, what all we asked is you play home and away against everybody in your division. That gets you to 10, 12 games right there. But before you go outside your division and set up games with other guys, just play those. And at a bare minimum, play those. If you're going to get in the league, you're going to want you're paying the fees. Let's play the games, and and if there are teams that aren't doing that, I think you're right. I, I I'm not sure that those guys, you know, have bought in enough to 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 be in the tournament. Yeah, right. Right. Who, who's in the final four? It is Marquette versus, Marquette versus Greendale. Greendale, and West Bend West versus Oak Creek. Creek. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's so. a very solid. It's going to be a lot of. It's going to be fun baseball next Tuesday. Now, next Tuesday, um, will they play all three games that day? Yes. Yep. So, so they'll start at what time? Do you know? Ten a.m. Ten a.m. So ten noon and two something like that. Ten one and four. Ten one and four. Ten o'clock. Then the winner holds on and sticks around. Then they'll play the winner of the next game, and and uh, you'll we'll have a champion we'll Tuesday. Have a champion. Yep. Has it been a long? Has it been a long couple of months for you boys? It's uh, it's been it's, a long year. It's been long, yeah. No, but like rewarding, you know. Yeah, it's been rewarding in a big sense. You know, building something like this from scratch. It's been a learning experience in a big sense. Like just really from day one of the league games actually happening to now, and and I'm sure moving forward too, of what we need to change and improve on going next year. But ultimately, it's been great. You know, hey, and and Jim, you and I had this conversation again um, prior to us getting in the studio. What what started? What was the vision of the summer baseball league of Wisconsin has changed at least in your eyes. And David wasn't here, and I'm going to ask him this. But you said, look, this this is really turning into a really strong developmental league. Yes, and you know, developing kids. Not only to play, you know, in the program in the future, but to continue the love of the game and the development side of it. Was that something you guys thought about in the beginning of this, or is this something that's kind of kind of played itself out as the the year has gone? Um, we've we thought about it in the beginning, knowing that we were certain rules that we put in place would allow these guys to develop their their players as long as. As far back as we're allowing eighth graders to play in, so their incoming freshman class, they're able to see their talent level there, and to even allowing seniors to play if needed. Um, what you see is not a lot of teams have seniors playing, but developmental-wise, the juniors, sophomores, and incoming freshmen, they get to see these kids and get their teams on the right road. Hey, when I was in playing in Pony League, which is a zillion years ago, um, they said that that kids that were going into or their freshman year, their freshman year couldn't play unless they were young enough and there was an age thing. And so I was one of those kids. I was a year, you know, I graduated from high school at 17 and I I wanted to play. And the rule said I could play and, and there's two or three of us and the coach said, no, we don't do that. And so we're going to just stick with these kids. And so I sat out and didn't have anywhere to play. I went to Tech as a freshman. wasn't going to play baseball there. But going from playing Little League and Pony League for all those years to now just you know having a summer of not playing any baseball. Um, so I like the fact that you guys say, hey, look, kids have graduated, but if they want to be part of your roster, 
they can be that. Guys, let's get to a break. We'll continue our conversation. Um, we're talking the Summer Baseball League of Wisconsin. It's our last show today. And uh, I want to certainly thank David Casey and Jim Clark for being involved with with this and and bringing this league to, to southeast Wisconsin. We're hoping to expand it into northern a little bit and, and some other areas. And again, we, we talked a couple weeks ago about girls softball. I got another call uh, after last show. Uh, somebody saying, hey, will they put that up on the website? And I said, you know, I, I'm sure once the dust settles on this and they start thinking about year two, they will certainly look at that and make some calls to see how many uh, teams and, and programs would be interested in that. We'll get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue. This is the Summer Baseball League of Wisconsin show brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Uh, welcome back to the Summer Baseball League of Wisconsin show, brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, alongside David Casey and Jim Clark. A little later in the show, we're going to talk to Coach D'Amico from West Bend West, Coach Johnson from Greendale. Also going to be talking to my older brother, Tim, 66 years old, in town for his birthday from Florida. And what does he do? He calls... Uh, bunch of baseball teams brings his gear and he's playing for the mud hens today he's playing for the mud hens he's catching he'll catch you know seven eight nine innings in the game today at 66 and pretty impressive yeah and in that you know what for the love of the game and that's why i keep saying it uh we're going to talk to him a little bit later and then we've got a couple of players um in fact adam walker uh is coming in uh, studio from the uh Milwaukee Milkmen and we're going to talk to them for a couple of segments later in the show. Uh we want to continue the conversation on the Summer Baseball League of Wisconsin again with David Casey and Jim Clark. Hey guys, we we kind of went through a little bit about, you know, what's happened year 1 and and you guys are awfully proud of what's been happening and and once the dust settles, I think you guys will even be more proud of of the product that, you know, you put together. There's there's 28 uh, varsity teams in the league, correct? 28 varsity, about 16 JV. If if you had to guess, and and look after year one of anything, you're gonna there's gonna be some teams that aren't gonna come back. What what's your hope out of 28? How many teams do you think um, would come back for year two? I think we'll be somewhere around a 70 75 percent retention rate. So I think we'll be around the 20 number. Man, uh, I you know, and that's our hope. Yeah, I. I would think that you have a pretty good feel for it, right? How are you? Are you? Do you talk to these guys, David or Jim? Do you guys talk to these coaches um, on a day-to-day basis, a week-to-week basis, or are some guys you don't really even have to talk much to? Uh, some guys we don't really have to talk much to. You can just see and how often they're playing or how they're doing. You know, you get a good vibe on it. But we do talk to a good handful of the coaches, and uh, we like to think we have a good feel on everything. Yeah, and so that when you when you throw that number out 75 70 75% uh coming back then you probably have a pretty good feel on on that and it'll come down to you know the kids in the program. Are they saying to their coach, "Hey, look, are we getting back in that league? You know, we want to be back in that league. Look at how good we were this year compared to last year. What's the difference? The difference is we played another 20 games. To play another thirty games or something, you know, whatever that number is, and how much fun they had with either their their baseball coach, like Chad coaching, 
or an assistant coach or a dad, you know, showing up and, and, and coaching and, and stuff like that. I think that's that's really important. Um, other other changes do you think, David, that that you're going to make? Is there one glaring one that you said, look, that we're going to make sure that this thing is 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 adjusted? I think it's more just like the overall processes of communication. I think I think um, we've had at certain times struggles with that for you know both from the league to the teams, the league to the umpires, and then kind of the coaches to the umpires and stuff like that. Last minute changes, not getting communicated right, stuff like that. So those are things we'll really take a look at. I also think from a league perspective of we were um, given our it was our first year and we wanted as many teams jumping on board as possible. We were really lenient with the initial cutoff dates that we put in place next year. There's not going to be a uh, wiggle room for that stuff. So like, Hey, if we say February 15th is the cutoff to get in the league and be paid up, that's the cutoff. You miss it. You're out. Um, same thing. And this is even a bigger one is going to be um, your the team schedule. Right. And that's something that was a challenge for us this year is getting teams not only to submit their schedules to us, but to hold to those schedules. And we understand from a league perspective, too, that it's difficult for some of these teams who have to communicate with their individual communities who run the fields and stuff like right. that, how you know to lock down times early and stuff like that. But we want these things taken care of early and 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 you know, rock solid because then things become much easier and smoother to, to, um, you know, to take place. All the games take place. I think you'll see that next year too, especially, I mean, the teams we communicate with and the ones that are really all in, it's going to be taken differently. What you saw is teams kind of not realizing the reality of it. And they struggled with the schedules and stuff just as much as we did trying to make sure the schedules happened. Hey, do, do you guys think that, um, should you be more involved in making the schedule? You know, I mean, there are leagues that, that, you know, with the schedule, look, every softball, you know, team I ever played on, you get a schedule and that's your schedule. Have you thought about maybe being more involved in setting the schedule? We did this year. Like so divisional games, we set the schedule. They had a chance to amend it and then res- resubmit it to us. And even with that process it was there were some struggles. So, um but I also think like if we were running this field at a location that was ours, very easy. Very easy. We make the schedule, they show up and play. But since they're all providing their home fields, we don't know uh, the openings of their times on those fields. So, and once you open that can of worms, man, you can't get back. You can't get out of it then. Yeah. Because then people just go, okay, look, we're, we're lazy people. Let's just be honest. <laughs> and if you're going to handle that and you're going to talk to the people that run my field, go at, go at it. You do it. Yeah. So, so I would highly recommend, you know, stay with letting them set the schedule and set some parameters as far as how many games you have to play. But boy, once you get involved and look, this is getting out of hand. We'll start setting the schedule. You're going to have to hire two more guys like Jim. Yeah, I think you know. I think something Jim and I are really looking forward to is, you know, we're going to wrap up this last week or so of of, of games. But you know, pretty quick after the season comes to an end, sometime in August, we are going to have a coaches meeting open to all coaches to come, and we want as much feedback, as much criticism, as much whatever as coaches want to give us and umpires too, from another perspective 
of how we can make this thing better. And we're, I think we're really looking forward to suggestions. Um, we have our own um, corrections we need to make in our mind, but there's going to be a lot of good perspective from these coaches and these umpires and everyone. Yeah, and, and we want to involve everybody. And I would highly recommend to the coaches that are listening that are involved in this to show up at that meeting. You know what? Don't not show up and then talk behind people's back. Show up at the meeting, man up, and say, hey, look, here's we loved this. And you're not going to hurt these guys. They've got feelings, but you're not going to hurt them. It's okay. You can get up and say, look, we really did not like this. We didn't think that you guys communicate well enough to us. We don't think you updated the website quick enough. We don't think, we don't think. That's okay. You know what? Give them all those recommendations and suggestions. And don't get caught up on one small minute point. Because yeah. then the meeting gets sidetracked and nobody gets anything from that. But go in there with a list saying, hey, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Here's what it is. And then let them know if you're going to be back next year. Look, I'm coming back, but if can we make this change? Or I don't think we're going to come back and here's why. So that these guys have an idea. And and I know it's uncomfortable to stand up in front of a room, of guy, room full of guys. I've done it. And somebody's going to have to get the ball rolling. Somebody's going to get out and say, okay, let me just be straight with you guys. Here's what I didn't like. Yeah. I didn't like the fact that, you know, we had to do this or the, you, you made us do this or you didn't have us do this. And and that's the only way the league's going to get better. Well, and the reality of it is, is without that and without the coach's input, the umpire's input, this league doesn't succeed. So we want to hear what they have to say. Because ideally, without all three pieces working together, this league can't stay afloat. Right. So, and that, We're here it, for it. you know what, Jim, and, and be honest with you, and I, I feel like I'm with you guys on this. I'm not doing any of the work on it, but we don't want it to stay afloat. We want it to grow and, no. and and get bigger. And and look, five years from now. When this thing is huge and we're sitting in here laughing about, man, you remember year one when you were getting those text messages about this and, and you guys be like, yeah, I, I, I do remember that. If we had players here, um, David, what would you what would you think that we would hear from their perspective about playing in this league? I think a large majority of the players would say that, you know, they loved being able to play with their high school teammates and get extra games in and get extra swings. And, you know, it's probably low pressure situations for the most part. Right. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, this is a kind of a developmental league where they can maybe play a different position than they normally do in the spring. Maybe they didn't get a lot of playing time in the spring and this allows them and affords them to get more playing time. So they're ready for the following spring. I would say, you know, it's a league that affords them more opportunity. Hey, wait, um, Jim, is there a way for, for, you know, one of the things you guys talked about to, to me early on in the idea of doing this was this is a way for guys that play on travel teams that are going to travel on the weekend to place more baseball during the week with their high school guys. And that really hasn't happened, right? And some of the travel teams don't want these guys to play? Yes and no. I mean, you do. There are there are actually quite a few players that are doing both. But yes, no, a couple. There are certain organizations that don't want their kids playing in the summer league just to save their arms. Some of them are in tournaments that start on Thursdays and Wednesdays, so it's not really well, feasible. Okay, then let them play short or let them play the right field, or let, we'll put them right. at first base. Right, and that's what we would like to see. I mean, ideally, we we put the league together to try to work with the travel teams, try to get these kids live at bats, 
live throws during the week that they wouldn't see until the weekend. I think if you talk to a lot of high school coaches, though, like, for example, you know, hitters probably doesn't want their players coming and playing in this league because it's taking them away from their practices or whatever else. A lot of my guys at NBA, you know, do go play. Um, and then they play with us on the weekends and stuff. But but my I think the bigger point is that high school coaches want their kids playing. Right. right. So whether they're playing with their travel team only in the summer or whether they're playing both or whether they're just playing with this high school team. For a high school coach, if you know your kids are playing, you know they're getting better and they're putting the work in. And I think that's the most important thing to these high school coaches. Whereas if this league didn't exist, you know, those kids that are in the league right now, what are they going to be doing? They're not doing anything. Video games. Yeah. That's what they're doing. Yeah. Guys, let's get to a break. Other side of the break, uh, the head baseball coach at West Bend uh, West, uh, Coach Tomiko, is going to join us uh, on the other side of the break. This is the Summer Baseball League of Wisconsin, brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Summer Baseball League of Wisconsin, brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Mike McGivern, alongside David Casey and Jim Clark, we're now joined head baseball coach at West Bend West, Dan D'Amico. Dan, how you been? Good. How are we all doing? Man, we're doing good. I really appreciate a few minutes of uh, of your time. Hey, so we've spent the first couple of segments talking about this league and being a first-year league and, and, and some of the, the changes that they would make, um, David and, and, and Jim, with, uh, with year two. And just wondering, from your perspective, um, how this, this year has gone for you guys? Uh, you know, it's, I think it's been a valuable experience for, for the guys. Um, we've had a lot of guys playing on the varsity and JV level. Uh, who didn't get a whole ton of playing time during the spring. So it's given them an opportunity to play. It's given me an opportunity to see them play. And it's given me more of an opportunity to build relationships with those kids, um, just spending more time with them and, and being together. Hey, have you coached this team, or, or you have somebody else coaching and you're, you're just kind of on the, in the background watching? I'm actually coaching the varsity team. And my JV coach is coaching the JV team. Boy, that's again. You know, you had the opportunity and, and uh, to be able to spend more time with these kids. And and that first segment, David and, and and Jim and I talked a lot about how the league has has really turned into a very strong developmental league for each of these programs. And you as a coach in a in a hotbed of of baseball. I mean, West Bend is not known as a big basketball community or big football community. It's certainly known as a big-time baseball community. And I would think that your kids from West Bend West just love the fact that they get to continue playing baseball with with their teammates. Yeah, and and there's a lot of guys that are also playing uh, in their travel leagues and doing all their other stuff. So, I mean, we've got some guys who are playing, you know, five, six days a week of, of just straight baseball. So... Um, it, it's been a good opportunity for them to get better, and it, it's been a positive experience so far. You know, um, David, in fact, exactly what Dan just talked about is, you know, these kids at West Bend West are, and, and Coach Tomiko have said, look, you can play, you know, play all the travel, go. But during the week, we're going to have opportunities for you as well. 
And look, when you were back at, at Whitefish Bay, you never minded playing more baseball, right? No, well, and, and we played in the summer, right? And that's a big change now. Um, West Bend West was one of those schools. This is their first year playing in the spring. So uh, it's tradition for a lot of these communities to have summer baseball with their high school. But hey, can I ask, Dan, the, the, the difference for you, for you guys at West Bend West, not playing summer baseball, but moving to spring, was that a good transition for you, or do you do you miss the old days? Well, I, on those days where you're playing in 36 degrees and, and fighting snow, that's when I miss summer baseball for sure. Um, you know, I, I enjoyed in summer being able to – come in every day, have a short practice, maybe some batting practice, and then playing, and basically your whole day revolves around baseball. Um, moving to spring, you add in a whole bunch of different complications that obviously every other sport has to deal with when, you, when you've when you got school going on from 8 to 3 every day. Yeah, that's, so that's a big yeah. difference. Did you, you did you get sick in, uh, of practicing indoors in the gym? Oh, oh my Lord. I mean, that, I can't tell you how many times we just – we just said, all right, we're going to take the day off because there's just nothing else we can do. Hey, I got to tell you, speaking of that, Jim, by the way, 36 years of coaching basketball, one of the five biggest wins I ever had as a coach was in that gym. It was a uh, sectional finals against Cuba City uh, to get to state. And uh, the year before in that gym, we got beat by Oosberg and then uh, came out and beat uh, beat, Q- beat Jerry Pettigrew and Cuba City at West Bend High School. And, uh, yeah, I, I think fondly of that that gymnasium you have over there, Dan. That's for sure. Hey, the um, we we got lots of great facilities, and you know we've got we've got some positive things going on. The obviously for us, the the difficult part is that we've got to share it with East, so it it, it makes it definitely complicated. But but we do a nice job of getting by. Our our administration does works really hard and and makes sure that we're organized and ready to go. Hey, when when I said that West Bend is truly a baseball community, you would agree with that, right? I, I don't think that there's any other way that you could describe it. Yeah, I I, I agree. You know, we um I do a segment for a TV show called Around the Corner with John McGivern, and when when we went to West Bend, I I did it on the, on not only the youth baseball that park where all those kids play, but the concession stand is ridiculous. Ridiculous. I mean, it's second to none, man. Half of my segment was trying to figure out what to order at that concession stand. Hey, guys, we, you know, when you have guys like what, like Coach Tomiko from West Bend West, we're going to talk to Brian Johnson from Greendale, guys that have a ton of respect in the baseball world in in Southeast Wisconsin, guys like this who say, look, this has been a really good experience for us, that that has got to make you feel pretty good, David. Yeah. Well, I mean, Dan has been uh, one of our biggest supporters. He's on our board. He's been one of the biggest. So is Brian. They've both been great supporters from the beginning. And uh, but you know, I, I know they're both going to have some great insight for us once we meet after the season. Well, you know what? And we're going to ask him about that yeah, real quick. And, and and Dan, look, you know what? You're not going to hurt anybody's feelings with this, all right? <laughs> but if if you now that the dust is almost settled, you've got some games yet on Tuesday to be played. Um, if if you had to talk to, to to David and to Jim Clark about making some changes for year two, what would you start with? I just think the the, the biggest frustration that we've had was the and and I think they know this too. I think they know where I'm going to go is the is the whole I score thing. You know, we 
we as a sprint team used Game Changer, and we obviously were willing to get used to and try iStore, but there was just so many complications with, uh, you know, getting it going and making sure everything was right. It just seems that Game Changer is a little more user-friendly. You know, so I, I, that's really my one major suggestion in in things to possibly look at for next year. Yeah, and for for listeners who don't know what iScore is, iScore is a system that uh, teams use along with Game Changer. is a similar system that tracks stats and um, of players and rosters and all this stuff. And uh, we are looking to make that change to Game Changer going into next year. And um, so that that was just something that straight up didn't work out this year. I score. And and why it didn't work out because it wasn't um, the website we set up. Yeah, is partners. So we use something called um, what's the website? We use Sports Engine. Sports Engine. Yeah. They're partners with iScore, and they assured us that iScore was the best route to go, and it just wasn't. It just wasn't. it just wasn't no. right. So, uh, Game Changer is what Jim uses. I've used probably ninety percent of the coaches in our league use. So and we got- we wanted to go with them first. But since our website was directly connected with iScore, it would have been beautiful had it worked. Yeah, but it didn't. It just didn't. Hey, Dan, um, what else? Is there any other any other changes that uh, that you would like to see made? You know, I, I don't know if it's so much a you know a, a league change, but you know, the one thing I noticed is that when the, the coaches took responsibility for their teams, it, it was much more organized, and you had less of a chance of. Uh, a game getting canceled and that's you know that's not any knock on any of the guys that were running their teams any parents or anything but I think part of it was obviously just being a a first year thing so that's why I felt like I needed to take charge of the team and to coach and to be a part of it is because I didn't know how it was going to go so I I knew if if it was going to get done right I was going to be the one that had to do it well and you know what and who knows three years from now you know, this thing might be might be a machine that's running on its own, and and you can pick a couple of captains and say, "Look, I'll be here." But you know what? You guys are going to do this and do that, or you haven't have a parent that can can get going with it. I just I'm a big fan of you know the the opportunity for kids to play more. And we talked in the first segment, Dan. I don't know how old you are, but you know I would get up in the summer and I would try to get you know eight, nine, ten of my guys to show up at a park to play and if we couldn't we'd play two-on-two baseball and then we go play a little basketball and at five o'clock you got to get home because your mom said you gotta be home at dinner at five but between you know 9 a.m and 4 30 or 4 45 depending on where we were at um that's what you did and you just tried to get enough kids to play and here's a you know, a, a nice opportunity for kids that are just going to sit home now and play video games or get out and play a doubleheader with your buddies I, I'll play the doubleheader any you know every day of the week, right? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's, a, that's the one thing that you don't see a lot nowadays. Is the one thing that we're fighting is the the video games and the social media and TV and everything. So yeah, to, to get in more of an opportunity for these kids to come out and you know play baseball and hone their skills and give themselves a better chance to get on the field come spring. You know, I, I think it's a benefit for everybody. Hey, how did uh, how did the team play? You guys um, are in the Final Four, correct? Yep. Yeah, and uh, you feel pretty good about uh, how they've gotten through this season, and it, it should be really fun on Tuesday. 
right? Yeah, a we're, little, we're looking forward to it. A little more pressure, a little bit, right? This will be a little yeah, pressure and, and see how they do. And that's what that, that's what I think is great about it. And, you know, I was thinking about it the other day is that all the guys that we've got that are playing are all guys that are going to be our team next year, you know, minus the couple kids that are with their big-time travel teams, um, so to speak. But it, it's been an opportunity for these guys who didn't get to play a whole lot in the spring to get in some pressure-packed situation. It's really given me an opportunity to – you know, see these guys in a different light and to build my trust in being able to play them in the spring. And it's also allowed me to see those JV kids that are going to be moving up to, you know, to earn that trust as well. That's awesome. Hey, Dan, thanks for your time. Uh, good luck on Tuesday. Really appreciate it. And uh, when you get a chance to speak at the end of the year, when they, all the coaches get together, man, don't be shy. Get up there and, and just rip these boys if you have to. You know how that goes. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. They won't have to worry about that. That's Dan D'Amico, head baseball coach, West Bend West. Get to a break. Other side of the break, Brian Johnson from Greendale will join us. This is the Summer Baseball League of Wisconsin show brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Summer Baseball League of Wisconsin show brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Mike McGivern, David Casey, and Jim Clark. All of these are the two guys that started the Summer Baseball League of Wisconsin. And and one of the guys who's been uh, involved and done a nice job with his team over at Greendale is Brian Johnson. Hey, Coach, how you been? Great, great. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. It's good to talk to you again. It was fun having you in studio uh, not that long ago, but between the time you were in studio and now you, you beat up on my Martin Luther Spartans in the playoffs. And, you know, I was a big Brian Johnson fan before that, but now not so much, pal. <laughs> Boy, you didn't waste any time bringing that up. Absolutely not. Might as well start with your strong stuff, Coach. Hey, that <laughs> your, uh, your team last year had a really good year at Greendale for sure. Yeah, we did. We, we, had, a nice, we had a nice balance of freshmen, sophomores, but especially our senior group. Uh, really, really left their mark, and they're going to be missed. Hey, coach. Um, there's a bunch of different ways to skin the cat on, on this summer league, uh, summer baseball league of Wisconsin. There are guys that are coaching their JV and their varsity. They got split varsities. They're coaching both. You've taken a different approach with this thing, correct? Yeah, I have. Uh, I have let uh, parents coach at each level. And the reason for that is what? Well, a couple a couple of fronts. Number one, I wanted to coach my daughter in uh, U8 fast pitch. Good for you. This summer, which was a, a, a big learning experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I bet. But uh, but a lot of fun. So I wanted to be there for my kids when I don't get to see them much during the season. You know, as a coach, you're – you're so heavily involved with your program, but I just thought it was it was it was a good opportunity for our players to you know hear a different voice, and there were there were dads that I trusted, and they've done a great job. You know, we talked in the first segment, guys, from um, you know, David and, and Jim Clark, that one of the things that I really like about the idea with this league is there's more than one way to skin a cat. WIA rules: you're not going to let coaches or parents be able to coach. 
You're you're not going to be able to walk away and say, "Hey, look, I'm you know what? I'm in charge of this, but you guys take over." I like I like that, and I agree with Brian. You know what? Maybe it's time for some of these kids to hear a different voice. And this is not the pressure that it is to play during the regular season. It's a time to get better, a time for a kid that's played shortstop the whole year to maybe go play center field for a while. Kid who's never pitched, let's see if he can throw a strike or two. A kid who's always said, I want to catch. Coach, let me catch a couple of innings, and maybe I'm pretty good to be able to do stuff like that. And the whole development side of it, Brian, and, and I'm sure that you encourage that kind of stuff on this team, correct? Oh, absolutely, Mike. And I, and I think, you know, I joked around with them. I told the guys, you're sick of me. You've been with me for three months. You need a, you need a break from me. And um, the, whole, the whole objective of summer is for personal growth and development. But this league has done a great job of giving us a competitive avenue to do that. Boy, you got to love hearing that, David. It's exactly what you'd hope for. Absolutely. That's why we put Brian on our board, you know. Yeah, that is smart. You know, not many, I don't know, having a Greendale coach on the board, I'm not sure about that, but this one might not might not be might not be bad at all. Hey Brian, how um how hard was it for you to get to round up the kids? Did did was there any problems getting enough kids to play enough enough games? There were challenges at times. We we know we're fortunate enough we have a lot of multi sport athletes. And July was a heavy period with football and, and basketball. So we did have some challenges, but we were able to get 10, 12 guys each day um, and, and guys that really wanted to play. So it's worked out well for us. Hey, when um, when this thing started, and, and you know, before we get to that, we, we, we talked with uh, the head baseball coach at West Bend West, and, and we had talked earlier on the show that at the end of the season, when the dust settles, they're going to have a coaches meeting. And they're they're going to encourage guys to to get up and say, look, if I had to change, if if you guys do this, I want to change this, I want to change that. If in in without giving you a heads up on this thing, Brian, if you could change something about the summer baseball league of Wisconsin, what would you change? Well, changing for the league, I only thing Dave and I talked about was possibly starting after the state tournament. Is getting getting everybody a two three week break. Uh, let them recharge, come back. Uh, but I just think as coaches, we have to do a better job of being organized with our programs and making sure that we're able to field teams, be competitive. So I think it starts from within your own team as well. You know, and, and this is different because once, look, as a basketball coach, you know, once that season ends, once we, you know, we lose in the regional or lose in the sectional or, or win state like we did this year in basketball, once that's done and you're driving home, man, you just want to take it. You want to take a break. You know, it's been a long season and let's let's get away from it for a little bit to be able to 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 say right at that moment, okay, I've got to get nine guys or ten guys or eleven guys for a game. You know, tomorrow. Might be it might be a difficult thing if you don't have people around you willing to do that work. Oh, I think I think you're exactly right. We finished sectionals on a Tuesday, and I told the guys, "Well, we'll see you next Tuesday." And they kind of just, you know, stared at me at first. And I said, "Hey, enjoy your week off, but it's but it's time to go." But like Dave and I talked about, if we can look into it, two to three weeks off, give the guys a little bit of time to recharge. I think will help. David, what do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a um, we gotta we gotta look at it and and weigh it out, right? I mean, there's we can't really go past July 31st because football just takes over on right. August one, right? So 
we have a window that we can play. You know, right now it's around eight weeks. You know, so if we start cutting into that, that there's a positive to giving people time off. There's a negative because we want teams to have the freedom to get enough games in. And, you know, Greendale's a typically strong program, so they're going deeper in the playoffs. Some teams who get eliminated early, um, you know, are done, what, June 1. Right. So, you know, I, I think we do give teams the leeway and the freedom to not schedule their games until X date. We can look at that. So if Brian wants to not schedule some games until after the state tournament or whatever. A couple weeks, yeah. yeah. You know, give his kids can, a week. Hey, a week can, can, can teams play on the weekends as well? This year they could not. We're gonna. I think that's an item of discussion. It's a Monday through Thursday league, and the idea was to allow travel ball players to play. I think what we've seen is that that's a mixed bag, whether they're going to play or not. Right. But I think it's probably good to keep it on the during the weekdays. How do you feel about that, Brian? I agree 100% with Dave. And I know Dave, Dave offered some tournaments on weekends, which we actually participated in, and we won the tournament, and that gave us an automatic bid to the playoffs. Uh, so that was a great experience for us. You had to throw that in, didn't you? There you go. Huh? Yeah, had a boy. You kind of asked. Yeah, I know. I'm just, you know me, coach. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Hey, um, last question, and and we'll let you go. Um, the kids that played on this, did you look at at at? You were able to have all the young kids that will be your varsity next year because you're losing a lot of seniors. You talked about. Are those the kids that that you basically said, look, here's an opportunity. Or do you say, look, this is what we're doing? A little, a little bit of both. I mean, we just we, we said all sophomores and juniors are going to play on the varsity. And then freshmen and incoming eighth graders who will be freshmen next year, you're going to play on the JV. And just to give, like you said, everybody an opportunity. Um, it's, it's a way to show us, looking into next year, what you can do. Um, so, yeah, like you said, it's these opportunities. Well, it's good. Brian, I got a quick question. So you said this year, did you have a bunch of your incoming freshmen playing? Yeah, I think we had we had eight or nine, and you know they had some challenges because they already have teams that they're playing on. Right. Uh, but they love the opportunity. I'm just curious, you know, like I've heard coaches complain in the past, like, "Hey, our tryouts in the spring or last summer, or, or you know, are in the spring or when you used to play summer ball are like two days, right? You don't have time to really." Do you think a league like this going forward or even like looking back at this summer, being able to look at those eight, nine kids, is just going to give you a better feel going into next spring about who's coming into your program? Oh, absolutely. And I think just to face better competition. Yeah. And along with the more, along with more opportunities to play games, to practice, um, it's just nothing but a positive. No doubt. He's Brian Johnson, the head baseball coach at Greendale Coach. It was good to talk to you again. Enjoy the rest of uh, of your summer. Good luck on Tuesday. All right. Thank you very much. You got it. Let's get to a break. Other side of the break will continue. This is the Summer Baseball League of Wisconsin show brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.